Welcome everyone to the Dynamo Abroad podcast, where we talk about anything and everything Dynamo gear related. I'm your host, back with you guys again, Alex Lishik, and coming to us from across the pond is Dima. How's it going, Dima? Yeah, doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, Eric missing, missing in action as always. But um, yeah, apart from that, uh, yeah. So, so no Eric on today's pod. Uh, maybe he's still, maybe he's still upset about Mitelli's losing against Dinamo. Yeah, he's probably somewhere in the New York Stock Exchange trying to throw invest in stocks to. Uh, I don't know, get some signings <laughs> over to Metalis for next season. He's either in the stock exchange or at the casino. Uh, yeah, but like Dima said, Dinamo with a 3-0 win to end the fall over Metalis. Um, so it's always good a, It's always good to get a win against Jaroslavski Grad. Um, yeah, I don't think we need to spend too much time on the matter of the performance. Bujalski scored a nice free kick. Tagankov scored a goal. Vanat scored a horrendous goal. Um is that that was, I thought that was Besiedin. I thought that was Besiedin playing for a second and not Vanad. Yeah, that was... Um... That was... Do you, do you remember this goal? Like, it got memed quite a while, uh, for quite a bit. Um, it was in, like, 2017, where Besiedin, like... It was against Zoria, right? Mm-hmm. And this was back when Lunin still played for Zoria, I think. Mm-hmm. Where, um, where, like, he shot the ball and it bounced off Lunin and it bounced off Besiedin and it went in. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, that, that was <laughs> it, was, it was literally that kind of thing. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, listen, you're you're gonna take the points, and we're gonna do a little how Demon Eric a few weeks back did a European post mortem. Today, we're gonna do a um, a domestic post mortem. So, uh, Dima, you want? Should we start with the table? I think that that'll be a good place to start. Yeah, probably the most logical place to start. So, Dinamo are in third place right now, which you would say, oh, that doesn't sound terrible. Well. Funny enough, if you say that, the Nam are currently five points off of uh, Nipro Adin, tied on points with Shakhtar, but Shakhtar have two games at hand and Nipro have one game at hand. So um, that is not great. Um, any comment on the Nam's league positioning so far? Well, for, for me, pretty much, I don't really care whether we finish second or, you know, the first place that, that isn't... Um, that that isn't the relegation spot to be honest so i'm not too bothered but it's you know like you said assuming assuming um assuming Dnipro Adin win their game in hand I'm, I'm not sure who it's against um we are with the, the, the eight points hand. behind them and the, you know you know it's it's not it's not really you know it's not good enough it's just oh, not good enough at the, the end of the day the Nipro game at hand is against Alexandria so a chance to drop points there, but still. Well, like, they might do if they, you know, they recently dropped points against Karabas. Fun, f- funny how um, Voloshin scored against Dnipro Adin and Kabaev. I don't, I don't know if he was our player at that point, but Kabaev so, wouldn't. Has Kabaev even scored for Dynamo yet? No, I don't think. I, I think he's on zero goals and zero assists. He, he, he has two assists. Does he? Mm-hmm. When did he manage to assist? Oh, they were both for Zorya on match day one. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, for me, that's about as, you know. So he only played one game for Zorya this year, had two assists, and he's played 11 for us this season. And he hasn't gotten a goal <laughs> or an assist. I was going to say, I don't remember him. Yes, yeah, you know, it's not great, is it? No. I don't, I, I, 
God knows why this guy was signed. I, I did say, you know, I did say at the start that this guy, you know, looking at his stats, looking at what he's achieved or, or, or lack thereof, you know, it's just, it's not going to cut it. And I wonder yeah. if Antio has better stats than him this year. Oh, that's that would be a good comparison. Let's see. Hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. But um, yeah. So you, you uh, so yeah, Denavo in third. I think it's looking likelier and likelier that's pre- the title is going to probably be a two horse race between uh, Nipro and um, what's her name and Shakhtar. Um, I don't even know what Denavo's going to be playing for in the spring. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Here's Antuch's um, Antuch's by the way i'm of the opinion it'd probably be better for Dynamo not to get into european competitions next year what do you think about yeah, that very very possibly if if it if it you know leads to a change in the club and even that aside i mean we'd just probably embarrass ourselves again if we did make it now the owner aside right because that's not going to change what are changes you would make over the winter whether it's roster-related, coach-related, that you think could uh, be a positive impact in the team? That's a good question. I mean, being realistic, you you know, as always, as always, same as always goes, you have to shed a good, at the minimum in the winter, at the minimum, shed at least a good, you know, four or five players that have, mm-hmm. you know, no... That have no place that this is a minimum and just in the winter yeah um i i think you know, what i w- sorry to interrupt but what i would like to see i would get rid of lucescu bring in kostiuk which i'm not saying i rate kostiuk highly but bring in kostiuk and just let him kind of go to town with the the academy products yeah i mean you've just you know it's you've just got to with lucescu i mean it's i'm just i'm I'm not even going to say that because I've said it about 90 times already, but it's just, you know, against we, because prior to Mithalist, we played Mithalist, funnily enough. Yeah. Um, this is 1925, of course. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just, a, it's just the same as always, you know, I just, the one thing that I, the, the only thing I can remember that from that game, because it was nil nil, he took off Vanat at half time. And he put on Bisidin. Mm-hmm. And f- for me, like, for, for, for me, I just, I don't understand what, what, what the thinking was. And for me, it's this, I know it's just one substitution, but this has kind of been like a, like a representation of, of his, of his management in the past, yeah. you know, year or so, you know, it's, it's just complete nonsensical decisions, substitutions, places, uh, selections, you know, favoritism, which you know, baffling favoritism, I'd say, because you know, um, so yeah, I, I would say, yeah, he's probably you know, he's got to go, um, but this, you know, but being realistic, you can't because he's on this big contract, and you know, of course, he's quite happy with it with the mm-hmm. work he's on, so he's not going to resign. So, I mean, we're just stuck, and um, yeah, I mean. How many years is, is on his contract? I think he has one more with an option of another. So we could be seeing. I wouldn't even be surprised. If, I wouldn't even be surprised if 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 Surkis, um takes that option. I honestly, I I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. 
Um, um, oh, real quick. Also, Antioch has two goals this season for Zoria. Oh, well, um, how are we coping without him? You know, yeah. we only have Vladislav Kabayev. We can't even get an assist, let alone two goals. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's, I don't know it, what more I can say because it, it's just tough. It's just tough. Because because the thing is, with, with Surkis in charge, I mean, I'm really struggling to answer your question because with Surkis in charge, there's nothing that can realistically change nope. without him an approach in his, you know, way of managing the club. And that's, you know, that's never, that's never going to happen. You know, there's more chance of, well, I don't know a pink unicorn flying past my window right now. It's never, you know, it's never going to happen. He's yeah. not going to, not going to, he's not going to stop, you know, trying to get involved with everything, uh-huh. trying to get involved with things. He doesn't understand, you know, appointing clueless people, you know, making these dodgy deals. That's never going to happen. So yeah. right now, yeah, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, sack, sack Luchesco somehow. Um, put even Kostulkin. I mean, at least he might try and you know give some of the youngsters a chance. Um, it's a nothing for nothing. Kostuk does get the odd good result in I don't want to say difficult circumstances, but listen, how many people would have expected him to beat Barcelona U19s 4 1 or Bayern Munich 19s 4 0? So, and listen, realistically thinking about it, right? I'm not saying Dinamo are going to win the league by any stretch. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But if they're going to win the league, they're going to have to take points off of some top teams in the second half of the season. And if I'm honest, as of this moment right now, I would probably rather trust, trust yeah, I mean, Kostu listen, to get like those points than Luchesco. Yeah, like it's all, you know, it's all very good saying, oh, if, if we win every single game after the winter yeah. and Shakhtar lose and Dnipro lose, you know, it's, it's all very well, but... It, you know th- these kinds of miracles they 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 don't happen no they don't you know. happen no this this doesn't you know this isn't going to happen no. it, and, it's um, it's not like we're 3 points or 2 points off the pace we are potentially 8 points off the pace you know so it's it's tough it's it's just really tough um do you want anything to add before we go into uh, some of the players no i'm just thinking about this now and i'm i'm just trying to imagine like can i imagine a scenario in which Dinamo somehow turn it around. And I'm honestly, I just don't, I just, I just can't imagine that the manager has enough balls for that. I can't imagine any of the players have the mentality for it or the, the skill for it. So I'm gonna say no, it's probably it's probably done for us. Um, and and, and that's and that's why I would love to see pretty much a U23 squad in the spring, just because I think yeah, well, that, and I think that that youthful kind of energy, that kind of uh, inexperience would do the team well. Maybe get, picking up points where we normally wouldn't, but what are the odds of that happening? Yeah, Zero. well, exactly. It's going to be the exact, you know, Bisiedin, Kabaev, Shepilev, Andreevsky. You know, the random left backs sub- substituting each other, which still isn't something I've quite managed to grasp. Um, yeah. But Oh, uh, b- before we do move on, I, I have noticed with Luchesco one thing, right? And this is something that I remember from probably going back about 10, 11 years ago when, when they had um, um, Alexander Rybka and Andriy Piatov oh. like 
changing each mm-hmm. other. Like he, one plays one game, one plays the other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what's happening now with uh, Nesheret and um, Mushan. And mm-hmm. that's one thing. That's one thing which I which I have got to give him credit for. You know, for mm-hmm. actually, you know. But in my opinion, it's you know it's too late. You know, about a yeah. year ago, Bushan was making mistakes every other game, and Nesheret yeah. was still you know, and Bo- Boyko was playing in front of him. Let alone Bushan. Um, yeah, I mean uh, it's you know I can't be sorry just just before I just I can't believe it took a Boyko injury for for Bush, for Nesheret to get any sort of chance. I can't believe it. Yeah. Because you know right now that it would be boycotting goal every you know, you know, every just like a statue, you know, every you know, <laughs> every shot, every shot that comes at him, he just kind of like moves in the general direction. But like you we both everyone knows that's going in. Um but yeah. Uh so we'll, about as we'll, much as I can say, really. So we'll do some player ratings for the fall. Now we're not gonna do everyone, we're not gonna do, you know, we're not gonna be doing like I said, we're not gonna do Okay, so apparently Mohamed Katiri is on the squad. Figure that one out. Uh, we're not going to well, do players that's... like we're going to do players who played consistent minutes and that we think are worth reviewing, right? So out of the guys, I don't think we'll do Boyko. I don't think we'll do Busha, but let's at least do Neshira. What would you grade on a scale from one being, you know, take them like pay out his contract, cut him. Ten being sign this guy in a long term. Where would you rate Neshira so far this season? Um, I've just got to look at his his season stats right so he has started in 47% of um of dynamo games in in the league this season mm-hmm. uh 33% in the europa league and he hasn't played in the champions league qualifiers so in the premier league he's played eight times conceded seven and kept three clean sheets now overall at first, I was like, when when he first started, uh, was it against Shakhtar that he first played in in the UPL? Let me let me have a look. That's a good question. I have no idea. Uh, okay, so it was against Ruh, not Shakhtar. Um, Ruh. Ruh, he came on as a substitute actually, because um, whoever who was at that game, because Boyko got injured. Yes, right. yeah, he got injured uh, during that game. So the first game, the first game it was. Um, Shakhtar 3-1 and I thought you know kind of what what went in what was supposed to go in you know the three goals you know he he probably shouldn't have saved but you know with a goalkeeper you're like you're supposed yeah. to be going oh how he, how's he saved that you know mm-hmm. it didn't really happen but he had that penalty save and from um, you know from a, from then on I feel like he's kind of grown into it a bit you know he's yeah. kind of doing the things that I've kind of that I've I've always, you know, I've I've been watching him for a few years now in, in the youth teams, and he's kind of more recently, I think he's starting to do more things that I've expected from him. But there's still, you know, the odd, you know, mistake in him. And you know, let let's face it, he's he's only 19. It's gonna it's gonna happen. Um but this is why he needs to be playing now. So when he gets closer to his prime at 23, 24, 25, 26. Yeah, absolutely. He already is has experience. You know, we've I think Dynamo have sometimes done this too much in the past, where the second a player turns 18, instead of giving him minutes in the first team, what we do is we put him in the U21s or the U19s. The second they're too old for that, okay, let's give him some minutes in the first team. No, let's send him on loan to 
Alexandria, let's send him on loan, you know, to other teams. And I, it's just not worked in the past. So I think it's actually good for Neshadet to be getting these minutes out because there's probably what, at least 10 players, maybe five to 10 players in the last four or five years who'd probably be first team starters. Yeah, they were more yeah absolutely. No, that's, yeah. You know, I think of they're Tintai really talented. Shuli, in the, I think when of, they, you know, yeah. there's a couple of them. Buletsa is another one. Isayanko probably could be a first team player if he was properly developed. There's a couple, yeah, of them, unfortunately. Absolutely. But with with Nishirat, I mean, with with the form the whole team's been, I don't really think I can give him much more than like a six and a mm-hmm. half, seven kind of there. Okay. I yeah, don't I, think, I was thinking know. seven when when I was when I brought this up. Something you know, something along those lines. You can't go crazy with it, but I think you know, I don't think he's been helped out by his defense. No, um, let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, is it are, out of the five center backs? I would love to rate Ball, but I don't think he's played enough, so we can't do him. Would you want to rate any one of Zabarni, Popov, Sirotar, or I don't think Buzda's played enough? I, I think you I, can kind of just collectively kind of just sum them all up. To be yeah, honest. just lackadaisical at times. Yeah, I mean, Sirota more than Popov and Zabarni, but still, Sirota and up. Zabarni looks like he doesn't even want to be here at the moment. Zabarni has been. I mean, he's been poor this season. You know, you, there's no way, there's no way around it. He's, I think he's had what. So he's he he's had. Okay, so he has, he's had two red cards. Mm-hmm. One of them the should not have been a red season. card, though. To be fair to him. But well, you know. I I know I know it, it shows up on the stats. So does was it? Hang on, was it the was it the one you're you're thinking of? No, the Shakhtar red. I because Monzo. Oh yeah, the Shakhtar. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, God, yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. I, I I understood why she gave the decision, but I'm like, listen, with VAR, we can absolutely be looking back at that and seeing the circumstances around that. But neither here nor there. It doesn't matter what we think. He was sent off that game, and that's um. That's all that matters. Yeah, and you know, just just speaking in general, I mean, there's just been these lapses of concentration. You know, mm-hmm. losing his man, not not you know, out of position. You know, sl- giving the ball away sloppily. You know, um, overall, it's been quite poor. So I don't think you know, honestly, with our defensive record, I can't give him more than like a four or something. I mean, with Popov, I I'd say, I'd say Popov's he's become a bit, a bit of a huh. I think it's a bit of the same lapses in concentration. Yeah, yeah. With Popov, I do think that he's a bit. He was made a bit of a scapegoat because of his mm-hmm. mistake uh, against Fenerbahce, where he was just, you know, just subbed off. I mean, yeah, it was a poor mistake. Don't get me wrong, but um, kind of set the tone where I felt like every single thing that went wrong, wrong defensively after that, it was the first person people were looking at was Popov. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um, in some cases, that's been justified, and others it hasn't. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's been quite, he's been quite rash. I don't think he's really the same player he he once was, and you know mm-hmm. we would have. And I know injuries have taken a part of that, but I think when we're seeing the whole team taking steps below where they should be, pretty much besides Buyaski, who's kind of the only one, and Vanat, who is kind of keeping this team afloat at the minute, I start to wonder, well, okay, how much is it in his players, and how much is it? In- on the manager where I'm not saying if we bring in a better manager, Popov goes from this probably average UPL defender to, you know, Sergio Ramos, but I'm saying he's probably much closer to the player that, you know, we knew and the reason we know that he's playing. Yeah, absolutely. And with Sirota, you've just got to... Yeah, he's fallen off hard, hasn't he? No, it's, you know, there's been... 
you know, he's just all over the place, isn't he? You can't really say it another way. I mean, you know, I remember there was know. a time, especially after that Bruyuga second leg performance, where he was immense coming in, I think, for a suspended Popov or Zabarni, one of those two, and playing out of the back was perfect, challenging Bastos. Okay, first half of last year, he was all right, nothing special, nothing bad. But I tell you what, man, I don't know if it's maybe he needs a position change. Maybe I think so. I've seen someone or one or two people saying maybe he'd be better at defensive midfield, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Serota. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's just been all over the place, you know, missing, you know, things like, you know, missing headers out of position. Letting losing. players run across him. Yeah, exactly. You know, just completely losing his man, like you said, you know, losing headers, losing key tackles, which, you know, these things, that they, they lead to goals directly. Like he loses the header and it's in, you know. I saw, I saw, like, I saw him like, try and like receive the game uh, the ball with his head uh, I think this was last game and he just missed it completely mm-hmm. and he was like yeah. he he it was like it was like his controller disconnected you know I was like yeah. what what was that all about you know yeah. but yeah and I think for me like he's I think he's still young enough where he could still prove to be a very good player you know he's only 21 22 but it's I don't know again maybe it's another thing like where another manager kind of has to come in and and mind you listen there, there is a backdrop of the war going on and all that stuff and listen I, I'm sure there's probably extra stress when they're playing games in Ukraine with all this stuff going on right and then you have the air alarm so you know that that could be a huge factor as well you know don't don't get me wrong um, that's but, true that's true but you know I don't but I don't know. I I still think with all that included I still think. And I'm not trying to sound like a broken record here, but I, I think some of that will does kind of go back to the manager because he even says some ridiculous things. Didn't he say not too long ago something along the lines of like he wish he was in a position to play youth players more or something like that? Yes, yes. My God, you are. You literally can be playing the U21s <laughs> yeah, every you're game. You're the manager. Like <laughs> you you and, and the only reason is like part of me thinks he said that because he. I think he knew that would sound ridiculous. I'm maybe having hope that maybe the reason he said that is because of the contracts that our genius owner, our glorious leader tends to give out. Maybe he influences the team, uh, the team lineup. Like, come on, who really, do we really want to see, we'll get onto him more in a minute, but do we really want to see Justin Lonvik starting at left midf- left wing? No, we want to see him in the yeah. middle dominating the midfield yeah, no, yeah no that's 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 yeah absolutely yeah so absolutely. And, then, and then we're seeing Shepetti Andreevsky start in his spot so we're forcing long like out onto the left so I'm honestly at the point now listen maybe Luchesco's trying the best he can but maybe there's some contractual some shady business with agent that Swurkis has done there could be honestly honestly you could give me 10 different theories and all 10 could be right at the same time yeah I think there's there's no better way of saying it yeah um I don't think no, I don't think there's much point covering the right backs because it's all just been, you know, the same kind of standard five out of ten yeah. performance. But the left backs, I kind well, of. Only thing I'll say on, on the right backs is I think Kravchenko should get more minutes than he does. He got he played he started against Dnipro. Did we we lost three 0 and we just haven't seen him again? I don't think. Well, actually, mm-hmm. he came on against Middellis, but we've just not. I mean, I don't know if he was that bad because I I didn't actually get a chance to watch that game, thankfully. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, we, like but yeah, we, from what I've yeah, heard, Karen. he's not, he's not been, you know, he's not where the issues lie. And from what I've seen, he doesn't look actually too bad. Oh, yeah, no, listen, for, for listen, someone, are you going to tell me that? Yeah. For someone who doesn't get consistent minutes and never really got proper faith from managers, I, it's hard for me to complain about his performances. 
But yeah, also the yeah, left. Absolutely. Also the left backs. and Vivchar and Kong. I would say that. Dubinchak is one of the better yeah. players. Yeah, Dubinchak, I, I would say he's been not amazing, but I, I would say he's been, you know, he's he's at least he's at least tried. You, you can see that he tries to some, you know, somewhat make things happen. Yeah, which says With a lot Vichero, coming from the left back. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he's that kind of player, isn't he? But with Vivcharenko, I mean, I know he's only young, but I'm just not really seeing a lot of what he's actually good at. If, if you know what I mean. Like, he doesn't... He seems to be just kind of... Seems panicky at times. Just like, a, like the jack of all trades and master of none, yeah. this kind of situation, you know? Yeah. I'm not really I'm not really seeing, what, like, anything like, oh, he's really good, you know, he's really good at, you know, getting the, you know, progressing the ball. He's really good at crossing. He's really yeah. good at defending. Or pres- I'm not really seeing any of that. And, and I um, think... And so I, I would... And sorry to interrupt, but I agree with that. But again, I just wonder how much. Okay, yeah, that's obviously a bit of his game, right? He's not. He's not going to. I don't. I don't disagree with that. But again, I think again, if you, we saw maybe maybe more confidence from the manager, you know, more confidence in the team. You listen, if you put him in that 2020, 2021 domestic treble winning side, maybe we're not saying the same things about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um. But yeah, so how would you rate uh, Dubinchak and Vicharanko? Probably about f- six and five, respectively. Yeah. About I, then. I'd agree with that. Um, on to the midfielders. And the only midfielder, honestly, unfortunately because of Shaparenko's injury, I don't want to obviously rate him. but um, Or we're not going to be able to rate him. But the only midfielder I want to get your t- uh, take is Justin Lundvik, the signing from uh, we made from the Danish side. I think they... The best way to put it is he's one of the very few players of the squad that he tries to play football, not just mm-hmm. the Soviet, you know, hit and run, you know, kick the ball forward and just hope that something will come of it. He's the only player where I can, you know, you know I can actually see, you know, some kinds of, you know, some fragments of what you, you, you would associate with modern football. And um, he looks like he'd fit I mean, that I Sorry, I was gonna say real quick. Mm-hmm. Looks like he'd really fit that like 13, 14 team really well, actually, with Veloso and Absolutely. Bell and Bell. No. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, technical players they just don't seem to do well at Dynamo. And at this point, I don't think it's because of the players. I don't, you know, I don't think that a player that, you know, he wins league 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 on in, in France and is one of the best players in the league, and he's you know, looks like kind of an average player at Dynamo. I don't think that's because of the player. Mm-hmm. And same goes here. I mean, if he's, you know, one of the best talents in Denmark, which isn't a bad league, by the no. way, by all accounts, I think it's been really impressive to the, uh, the, the progress of Danish football, but that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. a different story. Um, and he gets benched by... Shepelev. Andreevsky and Shepelev. Really? I yeah. mean... You know, you know, under no you know, under no circumstance at a normal club when there's no no other, you know, other factors, you know what I mean. Um that would never happen. And I'd be, you know, I I'd I'm surprised that his agent, you know, I'd be I'm you know, his agent, I, I don't think I'd want to sign for that agent if he made a talented player like Lombard come here, you know, where he's <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you said, you know, getting getting pushed out onto the left wing to accommodate. Shepelev, what's that all about, yeah. really? 
Um, so what's your rating for Lung like this season? I would say he needs a bit more end product. There's a few that there's there's that chance he missed where it was literally like an open goal and he just missed it. So I think there's a there's um I think pre uh, the, the the winter camp will probably benefit him. Mm-hmm. Um but I would say probably from what he's played, probably about probably about a seven because he couldn't have played in Europe. Yeah. Um, and when he's played in Ukraine, he's been generally quite good. And uh, one more thing, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, Alex, but I feel like his his teammates kind of ignore him a lot. Like where he, you know what it seems like? It seems like he's almost. It's not that they ignore him, but he almost feels he's a proper footballer in the sense he's kind of step ahead of everyone else. Where. Yeah. Dinamo are so used to playing slow, indecisive football where he wants to get the ball moving, get a tempo going, but that's just not the way the players play. And that yeah, has nothing yeah, to do yeah, with that's tactics. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with tactics. It has everything to do with that these players are fucking garbage. Yeah, absolutely. There's been a few moments where there's like he's in a great position to like cross it or even shoot. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the player on the ball just passes it back. Like, what are you doing? You, you look I at know, him. He, he, I he's know. In, he's in a great position. What are you unreal, doing? Unreal at times. Um, um, so, yes. So, seven for Lundvik. Yeah. And then the last two players I really want to rate is one of them. Actually, uh, do you want to do the older or the younger player first? Tell me which one. Let's do Tsiganka no, first. Let's make- Let's yeah, do let's go. First. Yeah, let's do Tsiganko first, because but not, but not. There's only good things to say about him, in my opinion. But what, what can we say about Viktor Tsigankov? I mean, you can say that he scored the only goal in Europe, but you know, for 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 me, I mean, he scored. He, he's doing a great Eden Hazard impression, just absolutely disappearing. I mean, when you look at it, when you look at it, right on paper. On paper, he's got six goals and five assists in 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 the UPL. That's eleven goals and know, assists uh, combined, yeah. which is pretty good. You know, you'd be normally you'd be like, oh well, this is this is a good season. But when you consider the fact that you know the whole team sort of built around him, and that you know, it's dreadful, almost. It? I think with 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 the exception of. Well, no, he didn't score against Shakhtar. Nope. He didn't he didn't score against Zorya. Um, he didn't score against Nipradin. You know, so you, you know, for me, like it's oh, he got he got an assist actually against Shakhtar. Fair, fair enough. But you know, you just got to say, you know, when, when it matters, you, you can't you know, just be having... he wasn't in the squad against the first two, by the way. But oh. when it matters, you know, you know, it's all very good, you know, when we're, you know, when we're already 2 0 up against Alexandria, you know, it's all very well. But you know, when it matters, he's nowhere to be seen, you know. And for me, he's, you know, it's like it's like a Buyalski situation, you know. But he's he's a, he's younger than Buyalski, but yeah. But to be fair, Buyalski at least finds the goals in key moments you know but like i think yeah, they, yeah. They're he's, different. he's more likely yeah. to... like for example where Buyalski will just kind of pop up with some moment of magic Tsigankov will do the opposite yeah absolutely absolutely um and even a few like 
I think he's I think he's missed what like two or three penalties a couple, this season. Yeah. You know, it's just what, what would you it's rate on him paper overall? the stat? What would you rate him? Because like you're saying, the on stats on paper, the stats look really good. But you know, for me, for his what well, at his best, he should not have six goals. He should probably have 16 goals this season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When I you think, compare yeah, go ahead, go ahead. When, even when you compare him to someone like Mudrik, right? I mean, who who who's better to watch? You know, look right at now. you know compare Mudrik's book. Who compare Mudrik's performance against Dynamo to uh, to Hankov's against Shakhtar? You know, and that's that's what that's what it is for me. Yeah. Um, so overall, I would say you know at the end of the day, he's on you know he's got this many goals and assists. So you know, but. These are, you know, these are again such poor sides that I almost said Karavayev. Then, well, I wouldn't go that far, but you know, even probably Kahim Paris would score some of some of these. You know, Absolutely, so yeah. for me, I'd say a two. You would get a one. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, he, listen. He, if, listen. He's listen. He's the club's talisman. He's the guy who we build the team around. And we're saying that his stats make him look a lot better than he is. Valued at 25 million euros. The guy who, let's be honest, his sale is probably going to make or break the club's future at some point. Well, if he's a two, then players like Zabarni and Popov have to be one. Um, I, I think, but, but I think it's different for attackers, though, because especially like like you said, it's it's not like the team is built around Zabarni and Popov. The team's yeah, built that's around Zabarni. You know, I'd say probably like a, I would give like a, four-ish because you know he's you know pop up with a goal but yeah not good enough for me not good enough so the next player we're going to go on to after Tsigankov is Vanat and I think Vanat is probably one of the very few bright spots in this team I agree or disagree yeah I'd agree I mean and I, I'll, I'll let you talk <clears throat> talk a bit more about him, but for me, it's been it's been kind of not that he's you know some kind of you know not that he's a new Shevchenko or something like that, but he offers a lot of things that Bisedin simply doesn't, and in in this day and age, that is enough for me. But I'll let I'll let you I'll let you. Well, um, well, the one thing I like about him that you know I'm not saying you know, and also this could have ha- this could be different with Bisedin because of his injuries, but I think the one thing Bisedin never really had was pace. And I think the one thing I like about Vanat is he's not afraid, like Besedin, to put his body around. I think he has like four or five yellow cards on the season. Um, he likes to put a challenge in, has no problem getting stuck in, but he bring his his pace is just so much. He's not a quick guy. You know, we're not talking Samba Diallo or Killing Mbappe pace. We're talking just a good level of pace that makes such a difference for this team. Um he has a knack of just being in the right place at the right time. You know, against his goal, his goal against Metalis is probably a good enough goal for out of oh, out of context Dynamo on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but he 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 just brings that extra bit of pace that I think you know strikers like Fransol, Besedin, players who you know he pretty much does what we expected Supriaga to do. I'll I'll say that much. That's true. Um, actually, that's a good way of putting it. You know, he he maybe to be fair, I don't. Supriaga wouldn't put his body around as much as Vinat would. Maybe those two would actually be a decent frontline pair. I don't know. But he, he pretty much does the dirty work of a strike. He does the dirty work of Besedin while having the pace and finishing of Supriaga, I would say. Yeah, I, I, I would say the finishing is 
probably I think he needs to become a bit more clinical. Um, yeah. He's only he's only young to be fair, um, but there's been you know a few moments where he gets into good positions. Um, Listen, what he has just, six goals this season, five or six yeah, goals. Yeah, which is you know it's not for a twenty-year-old striker. It's hard to complain about that in any scenario. Yeah. Really. I mean, it's not great by Dynamo standards historically, but you know when you look at the the, the strikers we've had the, the past few seasons and their numbers, um, it's as it's as you know it's as good as good as we've had really um i think you know this is probably the the, the biggest scoring strike we've had since Moraes, funnily enough yeah um, oh for sure for sure so but yeah there's still some improvements to be made i think he needs to become a bit more clinical um but yeah i mean i'd probably give him like but I mean, when was the last con- considering the fact that you know he he wasn't even starting when he should have been for no. half of the season, and you probably, you know, give him like a seven, six and a half, something like that. And, and listen, when was the last time we saw a player in Dynamo who we said, hey, this guy, he should be a first team player. Not only is he a first team player, you know, because other players in the past, like Tita Julie was in the first team, but not only is he in the first team, but he's also producing for the first team. We have not had yeah. a player like that probably since Tsigankov burst onto the scene. That's, that, that's true. That's true. Because let's be honest, all the attacking players we have, Lednev, uh, Buletsa, Tsetajvili, let's just say those three on their own. Players like Karim, Paris, Depena, they wouldn't have, they would be nowhere near this team if these players were properly developed the way they should be. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you said six and a half. I think seven is fair. I think a seven, seven is fair. Six and a half, something like that, just because, you know. I think if, I think if he can get to the, the end of this for me, season. For me, with, the goal against Shakhtar really brings it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think if he gets to the end of this season on twelve goals, I think that's an uber successful season. I think he's got to hit at least double digits. So at the, by the end of the season, well, yeah, that that'll be the first time in many many years I think that the that the number strike mm-hmm. will end the, the season with double digits, which is pretty scary actually, considering that and, we're not in a good league at the end of the day. And and listen, your twenty year old. A striker who's in his first professional season with the first team, I think ten goals on the season. I think that's a great return. And he also gets a couple of assists. I think he has two or three assists on this season. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah, I all agree with the seven. And I tell you what, he is uh, on pace for me to be a front runner for Player of the Year. Not that that's saying much, but yeah. But I think so, um, or at least you know, uh, newcomer or whatever. Yeah. Anybody um let's see uh let's do Bujalski. Let, let's finish on uh let's one of our last few players will be Bujalski here um is he same old Bujalski just getting the goals when we need him to Dima I mean it's kind of the same it's like I said it's more or less the same story as Sihankov where you know against against the these UPL teams all right he's like a machine you know he's like a machine you know Mm-hmm. stamping out you know goals le- banging them in you know left right and center um but in bigger games you know you've got to say you know his performances do leave a lot to be desired and um guess how many goals Boyalski has this season isn't it something like 11 he has 10 goals this season 10 which is i you know, was not expecting that it's very good that's very good, but you Fair know, enough. I think I think he's very much a player that you know. 
again, the team's kind of built around him. And when he's like you, when he's playing against a proper team, he's just, he, he's just, he just disappears, you know? But even though when he's playing a proper team, though, again, you know, look at the Bruges game where Dinamo were really getting forward and then two moments of magic just pops in at the right, right space at the right time. Mm. Yeah, but you know, for, for me, it's just you know, if he's not scoring, he's not doing a lot. I think that's I think you've just got to say that at the end of the day. Yeah, but, I, mean, I agree with that. He would be a perfect in a, an ideal scenario. He would be probably the perfect backup attacking midfielder coming off the bench with half an hour, thirty five minutes to go when we need a goal. Yeah, just, maybe, popping, maybe. just popping up in a random spot to get us a goal. Listen, don't forget, this is the same guy who scored Dinamo's only goal in the knockout stage of the Champions League in the last, what, probably 15 Oh, I remember. Years? Oh, God, yeah, that's true, yeah. So, not, that, know, not that we've been in many Champions League knockout stages, mind you, but, you know. But listen, he, listen, scoring against a Manchester City team, where, if we're honest, looking back in the day, we probably should have gone level and could have maybe gone to the quarterfinals against a team that end, ended up going to the Champions League semis and lost 1-0 on aggregate to eventual champions Real Madrid. You know, listen, I'm not trying to say we should have won the Champions yeah, League that, year, fair, that but... was a good, That was a good team. But, yeah, listen. I would say... Pro- I can't really give him much more than, a like, a five or a six because, you know, like I said, you know, he's he is scoring the goals, right? Yeah, I think a but, five or you know, six is a fair. big game, you know, in Europe, in, in the bigger games, you know, once again, nothing. So, you know, you can't really... Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I maybe you could say I was harsh on Tigan Gov earlier, but I think the one difference is I think considering also what comparing, uh, considering the comparison of Bujalski for Zbirna compared to Tiganko for Zbirna, you feel like Bujalski's never really gotten a kick, so that's mm. why I feel like maybe the expectations sometimes are a little lower with him. Uh, other, unlike, unlike Tiganko, who you, you know, he just yeah, to be fair, to be fair, but you know, at the end of the day, he's one of the leaders of the team, and he's absolutely he, he's a UP listen, he's a UPL player, he's a UPL player, oh, that's for sure, yeah. But it, it shows you the, the, I think, honestly, again, not trying to harp on the same horn, but listen, imagine what he could have been if proper development, proper coaching, if he's like this at this level of UPL, which very few players are like. Imagine he's what definitely kind of a late we could have had. Oh, for sure. You know, but look who he's kind of blooming under. The tail end of Rebrov, Khatskevich, and Luchescu, and Mikhail Chenko. Yeah. So that's, that for me, that says a lot. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think, I think, if, I, I would say a six is fair. Um, and last player, Artem Besedin. 10 out of 10 for me. What 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 a season! I mean, it's, it's just no. What 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 am I? What am I? Who am I kidding? The um, ultimate defensive forward. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, you might as well put him in goal at this point because I don't think he's. I don't think he's even looks like scoring. Not even remotely this season. See, see you um, know what the problem is with Besedin? Unlike Boyalski, because you know where Boyalski was on loan to before Dinamo, right? He was on loan at the glorious Haverla Ushara. That's oh, yeah. this problem. He never, that's been this problem. He never got to play for the glorious uh Zach Karpatska. Well, he Zach played Karpatska for Mitte least. He played for Mitte least, you know, in that yeah, dodgy but, era. But, yeah, but listen, there's a difference between the glorious mountains of Ucharod and Yaslavsky <laughs> ground. Like there's a there's a few certain listeners we know who will absolutely appreciate our pro Zakarpatia propaganda. 
in this. <laughs> and others would will will uh, want other things, but um. But yeah, I mean, overall, yeah. Listen, with with Bisidian, you just you just you simply can't. I don't think you can give him much more than a one. Um, I don't think he's looked like scoring. I don't think, don't think he's been good in really any way, shape, or form. Not been, not been creating anything. Not been useful off the ball. Just you know, it's been like playing with ten men, really, hasn't it? With with him. Is he on the one pitch. of those players? Is he one of those players who's like kind of like Shapelli? Which I listen. I do feel bad for saying this because I think there's another timeline out there somewhere where there's better management where players like Chappelle and players like Besedian actually become good first team players and contributing first team players. Like, especially someone like Chappelle, you know, uh, there's a certain person who called who thought he was the next Miguel Veloza. Oh, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, look at Chappelle's assist against Chorna Moritz in a 4 1 win. It, it's not the worst prediction in world history, but I digress. My point is, I, I do feel bad, but I think these kinds of players are the epitome of the drama where they've probably not been good enough for three or four years now, but they're still consistently not even just starting games and playing a lot of it. So they're even being rewarded with new contracts where most yeah. people, yeah, okay, contracts expired out the door, pal. Go, go sign for Zoria, go sign for Veres, you know, but we're still rewarding these players with new contracts. And I think that's the, the concerning thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the guy just has no no technique to speak of, right? On the ball, I mean, you're, you know, his first you're gonna touch. Tell, you're going to tell me a diving someone who attempted a diving header from 18 yards out against Villarreal <laughs> has oh. no technique, really? Oh. oh, Dima. Oh, Dima, Dima, Dima. Yeah, how did that not go in, you know? <laughs> But oh, yeah. we, we have to find that video, put it on the tweet it out from the pods account at some point. <laughs> but yeah. that not going? You've got to give him like a one, haven't you? I mean, only for making do you remember the video? If if anyone's seen the video I tweeted out on out of context and I'm of him pouring the coffee. That's the one that's where his only point <laughs> comes from for me. Where he's just sitting down on the bench and pouring coffee for other players. Excellent technique, I must say. Excellent well, technique. There, there, his technique is very good. To be fair, I think that's that kind of suits his role a, a lot more. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and I the rest of the players. Right and I would say the rest of the players. It's all threes, fours, at most fives. Nothing to speak of, if not lower than three. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Oh, I love this picture also on the oh, on a context of Nama where he uh, you read I think you tweeted it where it's him talking to Petrakov. Yeah, oh yeah, where he looks like well, he's speaking in Chinese or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know would, lo would love to know what was going on in that conversation. Yeah, wouldn't we all? Uh -huh. so uh Deem, I think that's gonna bring an end to the show unless you have anything else you want to uh, add there. No, I think think we've kind of talked 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 through the lot today yeah Much more uh, to add. yeah we'll be we'll be back in a couple of weeks uh you know the winter break is here so um, i whether unfortunately or unfortunately there's no more uh dynamo games that will let you decide on that um like i said we will be back with you over the winter hopefully uh 
will be getting our the Dynamo will be getting their schedule soon. So I imagine they'll probably be in be in Turkey or Spain or one of those countries for some. Uh, and we'll hope to keep you in tune with some uh, top class friendlies against Dynamo Tbilisi, Nefci Baku, and uh, Bate Borisov. So um, Dima, if anyone will want to contact with you, how can they do that? Yeah, well, if I've if I've not gone insane because of Twitter by that point, then at 1927 Dima is where you can find me. And if you want to find the show on Twitter, you can find us at Dynamo Broad Podcast. Uh, and if you want to send an email to the show uh, or you want to get in contact, you can send us a DM or you can email us at denamobroadpodcast at gmail.com. Well, from everyone here at Denamo Broad, from Eric, Dima, and I, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>